and welcome to the Abiding Together podcast. Abiding Together is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement on your journey with Jesus Christ. My name is Sister Miriam James Heitland, and every week I'm joined by two of my dearest friends, Michelle Bensinger and Heather Kim. This podcast is born out of our friendship of sharing all kinds of things together, our walk with Christ, our insights, our joys, sorrows, tears, and laughter, and you are most welcome on the journey with us. So grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Abiding Together podcast. And we have a fun little journey for you these next few weeks. We're going to journey through a new book that we haven't uh, we haven't done before. And I just want to say first and foremost, ladies, happy June. Okay, so this episode is going to air June first. Can you believe we're saying this? No, I can't. <laughs> I can't believe it. It just is the weirdest thing. Like I'm finding that every day seems very weird now. We do this check-in at dinner time with our family. It's called Happy Crappy. And you say, <laughs> what's your best thing of the day? <laughs> Obviously, our kids came up with this. What's your best thing of the day and, and the worst thing of the day? And so we're going around yesterday and I was. they were like, how's your day, mom? And I'm like, I don't even know. Like it's just yeah. so weird because we don't have any like running out and doing errands or Every day just feels, I don't know, mm-hmm. very, very strange. So now that we're in June, I don't know what to think. It's like summer break is almost here. And, but we've well, been on Michelle, break. It's already I know. I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm in, yeah, a different, you know, I'm an alien foreign country. It's different. <laughs> <laughs> don't use that against me. Okay. We love you. I know. Michelle, how are we you? We love you. <laughs> it is. I think we are just starting to get in the summer rhythm, but we're like, what does this look like? I was just telling mm-hmm. Heather before, I was like, okay, we finished school. Okay, so what do we do for the next 10 weeks? Like, like now what? Like, now what, what we had planned is not, you know, coming to fruition and things are constantly changing and constantly moving and some things are opening up and some things aren't. So it is, yeah, we're still in the land of uncertainty, but um, it is June. Happy summer. At least we have a pool. Mm-hmm. Yay, praise God. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you do, you have a fun <laughs> pool too. You can't, I mean, there's it's nothing about that. You just can't. That's just a wonderful thing because you can always jump in the pool, get on a glittery float, which you have a gl- like a glittery donut float, which is quite lovely. It is quite lovely. And just read a book or have some iced tea and float around. I mean, you know. It is. It's a good thing. I'm, That's a know. pretty good summer plan, Michelle. I'm not, when I'm all else fails, lie. lay on glittery float <laughs> and read a book. Tea. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Sister, how are you? How is your June coming into June? Well, I know I hear you because somebody, I was talking to somebody about the upcoming like summer break and I'm like, haven't we already been on a break? Like, I just feel like this has been like one continual break with Long a break, break with yeah. no break in sight. So yeah, it's interesting. It's just very interesting. I've, I've considered this journey in phases. So like the first phase was when everything kind of shut down until Easter. And then the second phase was Easter to Pentecost. And now I'm like in my journal, I'm writing, okay, phase three, you know, here we go. Phase three of till I don't know when, but just noticing myself in each phase of like, you know, the ups and downs and like, yeah, the happy stuff. And then like, oh my gosh, I can't take this one more minute kind of stuff. So I think it's all important. Mm -hmm. I think it's all important on a daily basis just to really, you know, go inside ourselves and, and find the Lord there. And I think I'm, I'm really glad that's one of the reasons why I'm really glad we're doing this like mini book series, like this mini book study, because even reading the introduction and the part we're going to talk about today, I was so convicted. I'm like, oh, this is so good, Isn't it? you know, and it's mm-hmm. something that we can work on the entire summer. So you can take this, even if you don't have the book right now, or you're listening right now and you're like, I'll get to it. You can get to it. And then you can spend the whole summer in the school of the Holy Spirit, which I don't know if there's a better place to be other than Michelle's pool on a glittery uh, float. But Amen. You know, so Michelle, can you, this was kind of your idea. So I want to just honor that. And can you just talk to our listeners kind of about this book and your idea about this and just, we'll go from there. 
Yeah, when we were preparing for our last podcast episode, the one that would air before this one, we were talking about the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And I had picked up the School of the Holy Spirit because I love Father Jacques Philippe, and I had read it a couple of times before. But as I was flipping through just to get some notes for other podcast episode, it was just that inspiration of the Holy Spirit, which we're going to talk about today. But it was like so overwhelming that this book was important for this time. Like this book was important Mm -hmm. for this time. It was not only important for us personally, all three of us, but I really felt like it was actually an inspiration of the Holy Spirit for our listeners. There's something about yielding to the inspirations of the Holy Spirit and responding, but as the book goes along, also learning what those inspirations are, because I think right now Mm -hmm. for us, there's so many unknowns for all of us on so many different levels, and this is the perfect time, I think, to invite the Holy Spirit into that as counselor, as advocate, as defender, and to teach us all. Mm -hmm. Like We're all in the school of the Holy Spirit. It's kind of like the school of love. We never graduate. You know, a lot of us are still pre-K, but that's okay. But there's a lot to learn, you know. So, yeah. Heather, what would your thoughts be? I just love Father Jacques Philippe. I'm like, anytime I can get into anything he's saying, I am I just want to be right there. He's so articulate and succinct. Like these books pack a punch. Mm-hmm. You know, they're small but mighty, as we said before, with uh, Searching for and Maintaining Peace. Like he just has a way of articulating things so simply, um, but it pierces the heart. And um he he always has this angle of spiritual poverty, which has been a theme that the Lord has been working with me on for almost a decade now. And yeah, I'm not feeling like I'm advancing like tremendously, like, oh yeah, I'm so good at this. You know, it's just a continual work in my own heart where, you know, even my word of the year is littleness. It's all tied mm-hmm. to the same thing where I keep uncovering my littleness. And although for so long in my life, I've pushed that away as like, something wrong, something to be ashamed of. And now I'm coming into a place of, of embracing it and drawing close to the Lord. And so I, I love what he has to say about all of that. He's such a master specifically for me uh, teaching about spiritual poverty. So I'm, ex- I'm really excited about this book. And um, if people haven't got it yet, I just want to encourage you, you can jump in at any time. You can just listen to the conversations. You can get the book on Kindle. You can order it. You can do it anytime that works for you. But we're glad you're joining us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely we are. And I want to just kind of start off with the introduction, uh, which is really a quote from St. Faustina. And I, I love what you're saying, Heather, about, I mean, I think we could all agree, everybody that I talk to always says, you know, Father Jacques Philippe, he's never, it's never, I've never read one of his books where I was like, meh, you know, like, I mean, it's every <laughs> yeah. single one of them, you know, is every, because, you know, authors sometimes write just to write, authors write sometimes just to stay relevant. And you're like, I know, I mean, you're like, that was kind of good, but you know, you're kind of writing just to kind of, you know, bring a sequel to whatever first thing you did. Never have I ever read anything of Father Jacques Philippe that was just mediocre. Every Mm. single one of his books, you could highlight the entire thing, you know? And so they're simple and they're readable and they're applicable. And that's a lot of bulls. And so so you can always take it and just, you know, grow (laughs) with it and let it, you know, germinate. And so I read this, you know, like you guys a, a while ago, but it's those things that just, they never stop giving. They're just so beautiful. And for a time such as this. And so uh, we just want to offer just the introduction and then a kind of a guiding scripture for us here. And so if you read the introduction, uh, he has a quote from St. Faustina where he quotes her saying this, my Jesus, and this might be kind of daunting for some of us, but just if you could just listen and just allow this to penetrate your heart, what St. Faustina is saying to us, she says, my Jesus, it is truly easy to become holy. It just takes a little goodwill. And if he finds this minimum of goodwill in a soul, he quickly gives himself to her and nothing can stop him. Neither our faults nor our falls, absolutely nothing. 
Jesus hurries to help that soul, and the soul is faithful to this grace from God, she can in a short time reach the highest level of holiness that a created being can attain here below. God is very generous and does not refuse His grace to anyone. He gives even more than we ask for. The shortest road is faithfulness to the inspirations of the Holy Spirit. And from the Gospel of Luke, where Jesus says, Give and it will be given to you. A good measure pressed down, shaken together, running over, and will be put into your lap. For the measure that you give will be the measure you get back. And so one of the things I love about this is that it takes the it takes the onus off of us. This is not us trying to make ourselves holy. Okay, This is not us trying to enroll ourselves in the school of the Holy Spirit. It is simply an opening of our will and inviting the Lord in there and allowing Him to, like the river forms the riverbed, you know, that allowing him to form and shape the the shape of our souls and the shape of our hearts. And that's a beautiful thing. And I, I'm not sure how you feel. And maybe Michelle, you can kind of tell us, but sometimes when we talk about holiness or we talk about growing in perfection and excellence, there is a, we must cooperate and there is an, a, a massive effort to put into that. But sometimes I think we feel like it's all up to us. And so our failures destroy us at times because we say to ourselves, I should be farther along than this. Like, why do I still have this weakness? Or, you know, why this, why this versus like you're saying, how they're showing up little and saying, okay, Lord, I'm a student and I need your help. And I just, will you, will you just draw me deeper to you? I'm going to open my heart to you and see what happens. So Michelle, how do you, what, how do you kind of see that whole thing unfolding? I see the whole thing unfolding, just like you said, like I had read this book before and then I had just picked it up again. I recommend it to so many different people. Like when people ask me, like, you know, uh, me, they're like, you love the Holy Spirit. Where would you recommend? And a book about the Holy Spirit. And I always give them this book first, you know, in the school of the Holy Spirit. But I would say to start, like the question he asked in the introduction, do we aspire to love the Lord as much as he can be loved? And I think one time, one thing that has really been illuminated for me during this quarantine time is how do I take care of the Lord's heart? How do I love his heart? Mm. Like for so much, I realized that my approach to him, like this will make me tear up. My approach to him is okay, how can I grow in holiness? What can I get from Him? Or how can I know Him? But um, but I don't think that knowing Him is for um, just, just to know Him without any strings attached, you know? And so now it's just been like, how do I love His heart? How do I minister to Him? How do I, um, like, how do I thirst for Him? What is my desire for Him? Not what can He do? Not how can I grow? Not how can He heal me? Not how can he heal people that belong to me. It is how to like, yeah, how do I love his heart better? How do I, yeah, minister to him? And um, just that desire and that holiness. Do I thirst for him? You know, and I love it. That quote from Mother Teresa is, you know, the whole I thirst, you know, and do are we the ones that want to quench his thirst with no strings attached? So, Amen. yeah. Heather, what about you? Yeah, I've often thought that many of us have, like, with everything that Jesus has done, you know, and who he is, it deserves a response. And it's tragic that for, for many people, they go through their life never responding to what Jesus has done, what they've read, what they've heard, how they, what, you know, just the, the not just like, oh, the sacrifice of the cross, like that, I mean, obviously, but, but just how do we respond? And, and I think, if we really take time to think about it, all of us sometimes avoid that question. How am I responding today? Mm -hmm. You know, we might think, oh, I've responded because I've made a decision to follow Jesus. But how am I responding today to what Jesus has done? And I love where he says, 
um, I ask that you now beg the Holy Spirit to put that desire in you and even that you beg him to leave you restless until you Mm. have that aspiration. I think that's a beautiful prayer. It's like, be honest, you know, either you want it or you want to want it. Like, just be honest about where you're at. And if you and if you aren't at a place where you truly desire to respond to Jesus, to love him as much as you can with your whole heart, then just pray for the desire to want to do that, mm-hmm. you know, and and allow God to leave you restless. There's something really beautiful about that. It's an opening of your heart still, even and it's little. It's very little to just say, I don't, I don't even know if I want to respond Mm -hmm. with love to Jesus, that just sounds hard. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, let's be honest about that. You know, God can do so much with these little places of our heart. And, um, and he says that blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. They will be satisfied. So it's just like, let's come to God with our aches. I, I feel the permission in this introduction. It's like permission to be where you are, to be little. And, and yet this invitation to open your heart, like, will you let God Mm. even make you restless? for him, mm-hmm. you know, like let you feel the ache. Yeah. Yeah. I love that he was saying there, you know, to the aspiration to love God as much as he can possibly be loved. And it's just so, you know, it's just so great. Mm-hmm. Like what you're saying, you know, when we think about Jesus as a person, no person, and of course Jesus is human and divine, but no person wants to be used. No, per- all of us, we in- instinctively do not like that when people use us and we know when they're doing it and it just makes us, it just off-putting to us. And and it, yeah, how many times have I gone to the Lord wanting something, you know, and not thinking of him as a person? Like how, like even asking Jesus, like, how is your day today? <laughs> like, like what, how, how are you? You know, how are you? How is your day? Like in coming to him and caring for him and asking for the grace to love him as much as he can possibly love, to be loved, and then to open our hearts to that. And, and that's the transformation because really this, the whole, the, being in the school, being in the school of the Holy Spirit is being in the school of love. And which is why I love in part one that Father Jacques Philippe goes from there, you know, talking about the aspirations and opening our hearts to the Lord. And he says this task of holiness, this task of becoming God-like, this task of becoming like Christ, loving like Christ, um, is beyond our human power. And he says, how, it's so great. He says, however great our efforts, we cannot change ourselves. And I think we know that we've had so many experiences in our own personal lives. He says, only God can get to the bottom of our defects and our limitations in the field of love. Only he has sufficient mastery over our hearts for that. If we realize that, we will save ourselves a great deal of discouragement and fruitless struggle. We do not have to become saints by our own power. We have to learn how to let God make us into saints. And I mean, that is like a mic drop quote (laughs) right there. Mm -hmm. Because he's going to go on to say from there that each person's path, although there are generalities of of what what does it mean to grow in, in, in love of Christ, I mean, there's generalities that apply to everybody, but every single person has a specific path. And every single person has specific inspirations from the Holy Spirit. And every single person has to be attentive to the the part of the vineyard that God has them in and this, the part of the school that they're in. And that's really, really important, I think, because many times it's easy for us to look at other people's school or look at their plan and say, well, mine isn't like that, or they have more than I do, or how come they don't suffer the way I suffer? Ultimately, I don't know why. We don't know. But what we do know is that the Lord is allowing what He's allowing in our lives, and He's asking a response for us, and He's desiring to love us right where we are right now, at this very moment, right where we are. Mm. That's so beautiful. And I think, yeah, loving Him right where we are and allowing Him to, um, for us just to make room for Him. That's all it is. It's just a yielding and a relinquishing of control and to make room for Him. And it's so interesting, like, 
pulling it all together like how the Lord does. Like, I mean, He is the master of intricate details, and He's the master of intricate details of our hearts and the movements of our hearts and how He formed us and how He made us. So it's going to look different from each and every person. You know, it is not He is not a one size fits all God. You know, He's an intricate detail God. You know, and like my word of the year this year has been romance. And I mean, in the last two or three weeks, the Lord has just been blowing my mind in just the ways that um, He has been like romancing me in little details, but also how He's inviting me, like Heather said earlier, to respond in my romance of Him, you know? And it was so funny, like just even things, I was doing something else, and then I came across this quote in the catechism. It says, the entire Christian life bears the mark of the spousal love of Christ in the church. You know, that's uh, 1617 in the catechism. I was like, Lord, what are you trying to teach me in this? And then all of a sudden I was in Revelations and he said, the spirit and the bride say, come, you know, like, do I say, come to the Holy Spirit, come and fill these places that are dark, come and fill these places that are void, come and illuminate places that I can't see. It's just a simple response just to say, come, you know, but I think the beautiful thing is like romance, like I was thinking, yes, I have to allow Jesus to love me that way and receive that love. But he's also teaching me how to love him that way as a bride that says, come and do whatever you want with me and trust and trust that he has my goodness in mind when I say whatever you want and give him this this blank piece of paper and say, do whatever you want, Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. I can trust him in that. Heather, what are your thoughts? There's an interesting dynamic that occurs when we have kingdom living principles bump up against societal things that come out. For example, in society, we hear a lot and we tell our kids and we tell one another and we say to ourselves, you can do it. you know. And then in John 15, we read, without me, you can do nothing. <laughs> We're like, okay, how do these two things go together? Because yes, we should have a sense of, I can do things. I shouldn't shrink away. Like I need to step out. I am, I am valuable, all of that. But we can take that to an extreme and say, actually, mm-hmm. holiness is, is my work. You know, I, I have to strive and work to be, I can actually do something here. Um, Kingdom living is is something that we have to open our hearts wide to and let God teach us. He wants to teach us. We don't just get it. We have to be taught by Jesus who who lived the way that he lived his life. He is showing us a path of how to truly be free. So it doesn't mean no, you don't have any confidence, you you're worthless, like you just have to be completely dependent on God. That's not what he's saying, but at the same time, it's acknowledging that every good mm-hmm. thing comes from the Father. Every good thing. So even the love that we have in our heart, it's Him. It's coming from Him. He is the love that is in our hearts for Himself, for other people in our lives. Like it's it's almost funny how many things we think we can conjure up or have something to do with who we are. If it's a good gift, mm. it's coming from a good Father. And, and that's the acknowledgement is just like, Lord, you are everything good. So gosh, doesn't that make you want to open wide your heart to him? Because it's he's so good. I'm like, well, I want goodness. I want love. I want happiness. You mm-hmm. are all those things. God, that's who you are. You know, so the more that we let our defenses down and stop trying to figure it out on our own, then we're able to be filled with everything that mm-hmm. who he is, which mm-hmm. is everything that we want. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like this kingdom living is a hard principle when we are bombarded with other messages mm-hmm. that have to do with promote yourself. And and the kingdom message is 
dependence and littleness. And then that's where you truly find your life oh. is when you lose it. It's like the, the vibrant, I think Bishop Barron talks about the vibrant paradoxes of Christianity. I yeah. was thinking the same thing, the holy mm, tension, yes, the hold totally. it in that holy tension. What does yeah, that the look both, like? Yeah, the both, both and. Both. Yeah, the cooperation, mm-hmm. the dance, the song, the... Um, yeah, I think, you know, one of the things, you know, I think about this and you think about, you know, what Father Jacques Philippe is talking about inspirations and like the inspired to breathe in, you know, to breathe in what the Lord is asking of us. And um, I think of, uh, I've just been watching the Chosen series recently and I've just touched over and over again at their portrayal of just how gracious Jesus is. Mm-hmm. Just so reverent and gracious of the human person. And I just, I love that nuance of how they've opened that part of the heart of Christ of how somebody who is just so thoughtful and just so gracious, mm. just so gracious. And I just, last night I was watching one, like the episode seven and, you know, where they leave extra firewood for the next traveler who's weary, you know, and where Jesus calls St. Matthew and he talks to Nicodemus and just the astounding reverence for the human person, you know? And, um, yeah, I just, it's such a, when you, when we know Christ like that, how could we not, how could you not, when you meet somebody like that, do you not want to open your heart to them? You know, it's it's just intuitive. Like you're around, when we're around people like that, that are gracious, that know us, that love us, does it not lend itself to just opening our hearts? And so that's what we're talking about when we're talking about, you know, even abandonment to the divine providence or, or opening our hearts to op- inspirations of the Lord that that maybe trigger fear at times because of our attachments, like Father Jacques Philippe says, or just all our internal kind of, you know, dissonance at times. But ultimately, it's that voice when we follow Him and He's fi- we are filled with the Lord is what we deeply desire, and that it's it's an echoing to the deepest part of the well of the soul. We're talking about the down, down, down the caverns from all the other desires to the deepest core desire, because what He's speaking of is Michelle. What you're talking about in the Catechism is communion. That's holy communion. Mm-hmm. We're learning to live a life of holy communion mm-hmm. every moment. That's the stuff that saints are made of. That's what happens, and it happens in each of our lives now, right now. You know. I wonder if that's going to be some of the pain of purgatory. You know, is that we're going to see really who Jesus is, like his total captivating beauty and kindness, and we're just going to be shattered at all the moments that we put up so much resistance to him. You know. Like, we're just going to look at him and go, you're the one that I was resisting for so long. Like, ugh. Like, I can just feel the how much that will shatter us in some ways, mm-hmm. you know, because we could have had it all at every moment. And at the same time, that's not something to lose heart in, you know, but, but actually to find a place of like, let's go deeper. Let's open our hearts now. Like, every moment is a moment to be even more filled with the love of God. And I love what they were saying at the very first part where St. Therese is talking about like taking, um, like heart, like taking the father's heart and just holding on to it. And like, and I love how mm-hmm. uh, Father Jacques Bleep, he weaves in St. Faustina, but I love how he weaves in just all the different saints. And I was thinking about it when I was rereading this. I love how St. John the Cross taught St. Therese, like how these different saints and that our stories and the, what the Lord does in our hearts teaches other people, you know, hearts, even though our journey is so unique and individual, but the way the movements of our own heart can teach other people's hearts how to respond, you know, to the Father and how to respond to the bridegroom. And what he says is, St. John the Cross is great as the power and persistence of love, since it overcomes and binds God himself. Happy is the soul who loves, because the soul holds God captive and obtains from him all that he or she desires. For God's nature is such that we take him by love in the right way. We will make him do what we want, mm-hmm. you know, and you could like 
turn that around and be like, well, I'm going to love him, so he'll do what I want. No. And that's not what he's saying. He's like, you're mm-hmm. so possessed by this love. Like you were saying, Heather, like you're so possessed that actually your mm-hmm. will will fuse with his will. And it is this true communion, what Sister Miriam was saying. And you will do anything because you know this is, you know, like the Song of Songs, I'm my beloved and he is mine. You become one. So you want both the same things. They're a merging of wills, you know, and they're, and that's when mm-hmm. that merging of wills and that true communion happens, that's the stuff holiness is made of. Mm-hmm. Like that is holiness, you know, and um, mm-hmm. like which leads us in. But I love how he touched on it looks different for each person. Like holiness, it looks different for each person. Now, there are some similarities and foundations. Like, you know, one person can't break a commandment or moral law versus the other person can't. I mean, there's foundational things of holiness that we each and every have. But how it is played out and what it looks like. And I love how he was talking about where, like, a lot of times we put expectations on ourselves, like what I should be doing. We should ourselves all the time. Holiness looks like this. I should be working for this you know, virtue. I should be doing this novena. I should be reading this book. I should be. But what he's saying here is like, no, the Lord made you with intricate detail and your holiness and how you will reach holiness is also with intricate detail and allow the Holy Spirit to teach you how you are to be holy. So you are not getting frustrated. You're actually fruitful Mm. (laughs) in the spirit, you know? And Mm. um, yeah, I just thought that part was amazing, you know? Mm -hmm. I too love that part where it says, take them by the heart. And, you know, you could read that, like you said, Michelle, like, and yes. that could be very manipulative, which I think is often how we want to treat mm. God. We treat him like he's our slave. Can you just do what I want? And when he doesn't do what we so want, true, we get really mad about it. We're like, well, I prayed. I did all the right things. Why aren't you holding up your end of the bargain? You're supposed to do this for me. And then when he doesn't do what we want, the so way true. we want, we hold it against so him true. as if he's bad, you know? So we treat God almost like our slave, like just, I'm going to force you to do what I, what I want. And, and the flip side of that coin, the beautiful side is the lover where you can take him by the heart because you, your hearts are unconditionally loving each other. A lover wants to do mm-hmm. what his beloved or her beloved wants. You just want to. You want to love them with everything you are, and it's a free gift, a free choice. So I think we have to check our motives, Mm -hmm. you know, with how we approach God in our prayer and in our desires. Like, is it truly as a lover, or are we treating him like like a slave? Oh, gosh, ladies, amen, both to both of you, what you're saying. These are just deep. I'm just pondering, you know, this is so true. And I I think, you know, towards the end of of part one, um, he talks about, like, that the great law of the of the spiritual life and love and what the satisfaction of the heart, you know, and um, he says here we find another great law of the spiritual life, which is really able to satisfy our hearts is not so much the gifts we receive as the good that God inspires and that we practice. There is more happiness in giving and receiving than in receiving, and so he's talking about the the really the affection, the affect of the heart, uh, the affect of the will, and where the Lord dwells within us and inspires us to communion. And I was just thinking today as I was up really early, look, I was going for a walk this morning. And, you know, so often you hear, especially I think in kind of popular culture, and it's nothing new, but like the, you know, if you just go into yourself, you can find yourself or whatever. So it's kind of like going into yourself and kind of looking for, I don't know, something or, or many times, you know, I really believe this when people, you know, they'll come to us for advice or something and they'll say, gosh, you know, I don't really know what to do. I really honestly believe most people know exactly what to do. <laughs> and I think when we go within ourselves, we're not going within myself into some mm-hmm. weird place. I'm going within myself to find the triune God within. 
that I am not that mm. I am not alone, and I don't have mm. to figure it out on my own. I don't have to conjure something up. I don't have to make up a truth. That if I go into my heart and I ask the Holy Spirit to speak to me and I listen, and it, you know people help me interpret as well. That's very very important. But like what I'm going to do is I'm going to find the eternal God within me, and that I am never alone. That to me that mm-hmm. just was another level of mind blowing to me. I'm like, that's huge. That that's huge. You know, if that's true, if it, in our baptism, if that's what happens, that changes everything. I mean, and to dwell there, mm-hmm. that within me, the, you know, the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead dwells in me. He dwells in you. Like that, what? Like, I just, I know mm-hmm. it's like elemental, but it's like, I just, today that just hit me on another level. And I was like, thank God. Thank you so much. Like, thank you so much that you did not leave me an orphan. You're not leaving me abandoned. Mm-hmm. You dwell within me. And I can at any moment sink deeply into you you dwell within my soul and you will speak to me the truth of of who I am and what I ought to do at any moment, you know? Mm. That's beautiful. Yeah. I've had that experience very similar to that as well, where the truth of I'm not alone, like God dwells yeah. in me. Oh my gosh. You know, it just like blows the doors off your mind, but that's a movement of the Holy Spirit right there. Like that's an example where we can hear something. Yeah. I've heard that before. I know that's true, but to experience it as something real, where we can then grow in our intimacy and relationship with God, like that we all should pray for that gift in those moments of inspiration from the Holy Spirit to come each day, where we come into a deeper understanding and awareness of the truth of God, of who He is and and who we are in relation to Him. Michelle, what are your final thoughts on this? Yeah, and I think that is something like, um, like sister, what you were saying to approach that in prayer, like that this inner cell, like this heart, is where He dwells, and He dwells within us, and that is how we meet Him in prayer. But He's already there. Like we think we're looking, uh, like we think we're mm-hmm. looking for the externals that He's outside of us, but actually He dwells within us. And not only does He dwell within us, He wants to expand. And this is what Father Jacques Philippe says this, and he uses Saint Therese mm-hmm. and other people in this first part where he says He wants to expand your heart. His kingdom principles, one of generosity and multiplication. Mm -hmm. You know, he's not just like two plus two Mm -hmm. equals four. He's like five plus five times five equals Mm -hmm. 25. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a God of multiplication, not addition. I'm a God of expansiveness. I'm a God of Mm -hmm. growth and generosity. And when he says, give it and shall be given unto you, we cannot outdo the Lord in generosity. We cannot outdo, but all we do is come Mm -hmm. with the position of like, just yield. He's just asking us to yield. And he Mm -hmm. looks for those that will yield to him and he gives to those. And then we ask why, why, why are so people so um, fruitful? It is not because of their amazingness. It's because of their yieldedness mm-hmm. to the Holy Spirit and the yieldedness to the word mm-hmm. of God. But I think there's a really um, good lesson that Father Jacques Philippe says in this, but we have to be really careful because it does come with a cost. Mm-hmm. Like obedience comes with mm-hmm. a cost. Like love is costly. We, and he offers us not the cheap sheet, I mean, cheap seats kind of love, but he offers us the rich kind of love. And that love comes with a cost. There will be sacrifice and there will be dying to self and there will be just going outside of ourselves. Like every single time, like the Lord grows me in the Holy Spirit, like there was a situation last week where and it is always usually where I have to come up with the fear of the Lord and being obedient to what he's asked me to do and the fear of man. What will people think? That's where the crux that I usually, like Mm -hmm. the little street corner that I stand on, you know? And as soon as I am faithful to the Holy Spirit, the Lord expands something in my heart. He moves. But that 
the grace is there, but I still have to take a step in obedience. And that step always feels risky, no matter how many times you've done it. But you know, like anything else, as you continue taking those steps, you know, he will catch you. You know, he is there, that he is faithful, but he invites us to a costly kind of love. But man, the reward is the richest that we can experience ever. Yeah. And amen. And I wonder, friends, you know, as we, before we jump into our one thing here for just all of us, you know, I'm sure there's many things in your heart stirring right now as you listen to this and, and, you know, really ultimately this is uh, just a gentle invitation from the Lord, right? To come closer. And he doesn't leave us nor forsake us. He doesn't, he's not impatient with us. And, you know, I, and I'm sure I've said this before because I say it very often, but, you know, many times the prayer that we can make, if, if, if we're not, you know, whether we're just beginning or we're on the journey or whether we know that as the Holy Spirit's asking us to go deeper in the school of his love or just if we could all just ask for the willingness to be willing, right? Lord, just give me the willingness to be willing just to just to one more step just today. And if you fail, mm-hmm. that's okay. We'll get back up again. We'll try again. You know, just so whatever's going on in our hearts, you know, just to allow the Lord just to very gently call, to call our name, you know, to kiss our cheek, you know, and just to come close and just to breathe into us his love. Right and just his desire for a response out of, out of love and and he will see to it he will see to it that the way is made and uh, so yeah Heather anything that you want to say right before we jump into our one thing yeah I mean maybe some of us approach this with like school of the Holy Spirit I'm a keener like how am I going <laughs> to ace this class like in the school of the Holy Spirit you know it's like you you want to know how to <laughs> ace little. it get little get so little and dependent on God. Like it's the complete opposite of how we normally act. But yeah, an open heart goes a long, Mm -hmm. long way. And people might be thinking, well, how do I do this? You know, it's like, just start with opening your heart. Like literally, maybe you need to kneel down beside your bed just as an act of like surrender to God. Like we're so good at putting ourselves on pedestals in our own mind, in our own heart. Like maybe just get low and just say, God, I just Mm -hmm. surrender again to you, to the movements of your spirit. And maybe you have to do that four or five, six, 20 times a day. Um, But that's where it begins is just a yes, an open heart. And we follow our lady and her example. And amen to that. Amen to that. So going to school, girls, it's going to be a good one. (laughs) Amen. Summer school. Summer school. school. All right, Michelle Benzinger, now that your kids are out of summer school or out of school, what what is your one thing right now that you're just absolutely cherishing? Um, My one thing is actually for our listeners, I'm making up a little Father's Day gift guide to give our fathers for not only our priests, but also the fathers in our lives, all kind of fathers. So I will put that. But one of the main things on this gift guide is um, the lovely people at Word on Fire sent me Bishop Barron's new Bible. Oh, girl, um, you were one of the chosen ones. Oh, oh I would love to see amazing. that. Amazing. And it is like, and it was so funny when Brandon emailed me. He's like, okay. We love to send you one to review. And um, I was like, okay. And I got it. And really, you know, like I'm a paper person. It is, they call it a cathedral in a box. It is a cathedral in a box. It is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Just the paper quality, but the commentary, the art in it. um, And it is just the gospels, but it is so it's not a but. It is so rich. It is just so beautiful. And I love the commentary that he picks. He has Chesterton in there and Christendom and Doctors of the Church and Flannery. I'm like, oh, my people are having a party all together at these different pe- pieces of artwork. And just well done. Wow. Word on fire, well done. And it is not just a pretty Catholic Bible. It is a work of art. 
like secular, sacred, by none. Just well mm. done. I am so impressed. And I literally got tears in my eyes when I saw it because Aww. it is just a work of art. So well done. And that's part of the list. A great, great Father's oh, Day present. Wonderful. And I'll add a couple of other good things mm. too. So mm. sister, what about you? <laughs> Gosh. Can you tell I liked it? I love like it. I know. I, I can't it. wait to see it. I, yeah, I can't wait to look at it myself. I'm, I'm sure it's stunningly beautiful. Word on Fire, just they produce such wonderful things. Um, you know, mine's very simple. With the last couple nights here in South Texas, we've had some good old-fashioned thunder, lightning, and rainstorms. And mm. uh, we lost power even at one point. And I had my window open last night because I wanted to catch round two. And I you know, just woke up in the middle with the thunder and the lightning and the rain pouring down. And I just something about that. And then I went out early this morning, and everything is fresh and clean and you could see the huge clouds in the distance passing over. But I just, I don't know. I don't know about you, but I love a good old-fashioned rainstorm, so especially in the south. So that is my one thing for the week. It's absolutely lovely. So, uh, yeah. Miss Heather, what about you? Yeah, I have two one things. Um, the first one is the show This Is Us. Oh, yeah. I, every, I was watching it last night, and again, just bawling <laughs> again. I'm like, how do they do this like almost every episode i'm just like right? a complete wreck it's just so human you know i mean yeah of course everybody's listening sec or living secular lives and all all of that but it's just so human i, I don't recommend it for you know young people but it's just a, a a beautiful show they articulate things beautifully and actually there's a huge part of the last episode that they were just talking about the tension of holding the broken and the beautiful at the same time. And it just really touched me. So anyway, that show, I'm just loving it. Um, and the other thing is Sarah Kroger. I just love that girl. She's a Catholic uh, musician, artist. Um, we've all known her for quite a while and we got to see her in January and I just love that Mm -hmm. girl. I love her heart. I love how she's just pursuing the Mm -hmm. Lord and his calling on her, her life and with her music. And she has a new song coming out called belovedness, which she is really proud of. And so I just would want to encourage everybody to check it out and check out her music. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That's all good stuff. So friends, if you want to join us um, on this uh, summer school edition of School of the Holy Spirit, you can grab the book on Amazon. We have a link that you can buy it through our affiliate. You can grab it on Kindle as well. Grab some friends too, if you want, and just come along and let it, let it marinate throughout the whole summer. So I think it's going to be incredibly beautiful. So thank you for joining us. And we just ask that the Holy Spirit would bless you very deeply this week, very deeply, and open your hearts to all the brand new ways that he wishes to love you and take you deeper into himself. And until next week, we will be abiding together. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. If our podcast has blessed you, would you please consider financially supporting Abiding Together via Patreon? Patreon is a website where people can make donations to help keep the podcast going. And now that we at Abiding Together have an independent platform, we have a number of costs that go into creating the podcast and the high quality content we offer, such as our website, design, tech support, staff, and other elements. Having an independent platform also allows us to explore and create new content for all of our listeners to enjoy. So thank you so much to all of you who are already donors. When you donate through our page on Patreon, you are able to donate any amount, $1 a month, $5 a month, $500 a month, or just a one-time offering. Abiding Together is a registered 501c3 nonprofit organization, and donations are tax deductible. So, would you please prayerfully consider giving to Abiding Together? If you donate $15 or more per month, you become a tribe member and you will receive a short individual video from Michelle, Heather, and I each month about a variety of topics. 
you can see all of the information on our Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash abiding together podcast. So consider becoming a supporting member today and help us further the work of the Holy Spirit moving in and through this community. Together, we can do amazing things. We are so grateful for your support and may God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend? Could you also leave us a rating and a review on iTunes? That helps us get the message out to as many people as possible. All the show notes are in your podcast app, but if you'd like them emailed to you, you can go to our website at abidingtogetherpodcast.com and subscribe. On our website, you will also find all of our past episodes and information about various episodes. You can also join our private Facebook group and get in on the discussion and all the beautiful things that are happening there. We are so glad that you are on the journey with us. And until next week, we'll be abiding together. God bless you.